In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Uh, recall, uh, all during this month and next month, we are teaching some basic sign language responses. So far, we have the sign for Amen. Right? And we know how often that is actually used throughout the liturgy as a response. You're welcome to participate that with your voice as well as with the sign language response. Amen. And just last weekend, and now repeating this weekend, we're teaching the sign for the response for Alleluia. One of the, again, most fun signs to do. It includes the sign for praise and the sign for celebration, which is like party streamers going up. And so when you put those together, you come just a slight clap, hands come together with a crooked finger, and then kind of spiral up like party streamers. And since we're giving praise and glory and celebration to God, right, we open our hands at the end. So Alleluia is Alleluia. Ready? One more time. Alleluia. Yeah, doesn't that, it just feels like giving praise to God, doesn't it? And so, of course, the one time we normally use that during the celebration of liturgy is the sung Alleluia before the gospel. And we actually just had it at the beginning with the song that we use, the opening hymn as well. So when we say Alleluia, you're welcome to try to, or encouraged to try to sign it. Again, this is to help fulfill uh, a goal within the parish community for engagement within the liturgy as well as um, a sense of diversity that we have already among us, this community that is both speaking and deaf. Gathering to the celebration, 29th Sunday of Ordinary Time, just a few weeks of ordinary time left before the end of the liturgical year, we call as we always do upon God's great mercy for us and for our world. Lord Jesus, you call us to follow you faithfully in our journey. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, come into our hearts and heal our brokenness and our sufferings. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to his anointed Cyrus, whose right hand I grasp, subduing nations before him and making kings run in his service, opening doors before him and leaving the gates unbarred. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen one, I have called you by your name, giving you a title, though you knew me not. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God beside me. It is I who arm you, though you know me not, so that toward the rising and the setting of the sun, people may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord. There is no other. The word of the Lord. Among the nations is glory. 
great and holy to be praised, to be feared above all gods, for the gods of the nations are not. It was the Lord who made the Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Oh, tremble before him all the earth. Say to the nations, the Lord is king. He will judge the peoples in a A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for you, remembering you in our prayers unceasingly calling to mind your work of faith and labor of love and endurance in the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ before God and the and Father, knowing brothers and sisters loved by God how you were chosen. For our gospel did not come to you in word alone, but also in the power and in the Holy Spirit, and with much conviction. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to
be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. They sent their disciples to him with the Herodians saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. They handed him the Roman coin. He said to them, whose image is on this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. And that he said to them, then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Let's try this again. <laughs> we'll put you on standby, Father Michael. <laughs> so are we ready, ready for winter? Uh, nope. <laughs> no, it came in too quick. Too cold out there today. But it could be worse, it could be snowing. <laughs> so, do you remember what it was like when you were a child, like one or two years old? No, of course you don't, neither do I. How about three or four, or five and six around there? You remember when you were five or six years old and you got that coloring book and that log for a crayon, you know, and you tried to do your best in coloring the books and so forth, and you'd show it to your mom and dad and say, look what I did, and they're like, oh, that's so nice, and even though it was just scribbling all over the place, you know, had no rhyme and reason, you tried to do your best, but that's what you got. But then as you got a little older, you got that new 64-pack crayon package, you know, that had the, uh, the, the, the sharpener in the back. Remember those? <laughs> and you, you were able to stain the line. You, you were taught how to stain the lines when you start coloring, you know. That's what my sister did when she was, because she was a little older than I am, but she used to teach me how to stain the line and make a pretty coloring book and so forth. And I was just marveled at how she was able to do things so neatly, and I was still with the law going, yeah, that's crap. But anyway, you, you kind of grow into that and you start drawing within the lines and you make a pretty picture. It was really nice. And then you show your mom and they go, oh, wow, that's really good. You know, you stayed in the lines, very good. But staying in the lines seems to be a part of our life, no matter if it's coloring books or just our life in general. We, keep, we have things to keep us in line. And we try not to cross it. We think of even sidewalks. Even though there's no lines, they're meant to keep us safe. So we're not just walking out in the road. And even when you're driving, there's lines to keep us in the right lane, hopefully. Of course, we know there's consequences when we don't follow within the lines and we start to break through the double yellow line and we get in accidents and so forth, they're never fun. But they're meant to keep us safe. Even when you go to the bank, we've got the little, you know, things we'd have to follow along to, like a little mouse trail, you know, to keep us in line. So we go to the next bank teller and so forth. But lines are always around us, whether we think of them literally or figuratively. They're there for a reason. Of course, we hear about 
the gospel reading, and this would always, always be a good one around tax time. You know, if this was a reading in April 15th, you know, <laughs> if it fell on a Sunday, you know, we hear about the Jews and the Herodians coming together who they themselves didn't like. They were, they didn't like each other to begin with, but they figured, you know, if both of us get together, we'll go against Jesus and try to entrap him so we can find some reason to get rid of him. Because the Jews didn't like the Romans, and the Herodians were the, the puppets of the Romans, and they were trying to get in with them as well. So they figured, if we can trap Jesus one way or another, we got him covered. He, if he, whatever he says, he's going to be wrong. So Jesus comes in and says, well, you just pay what belongs to Caesar, Caesar. And what belongs to God, you pay to God. I'm sure they were thinking, now what? We're stuck. But really, if we look at the, own co the coins that we use today, of course they have the presidents on them. It's not just one person. But it's for our government. And we pay taxes to, to help things through our community, our state government, and the national government. Even though we don't like it, they do help us and we do pay our taxes. But what do we owe to God? And what is God? Of course, we, we know it in our own faith that everything belongs to God. Everything. He created all of us. But what do we give to God? What is due Him that we have? Our faith. That's what we have. We have our faith, we have our love, we come to honor him every week, even if it's for one hour a day, hopefully it's more. But really, what do we have that we owe to God? And where we draw that line between what do we owe to God and what do we owe to anybody else? Of course, everybody would think, and well, there's that fine line between religion and the government, and we try to keep them separated. But every, if we are all made in the image of likeness of God, every one of us, whether they know God or not, we all belong to God and we got to offer what we get from God, which is love and faith. So if you look at each other here, we are all made in the image of likeness of God. When you go to work, they are all made in the image of likeness of God. When we go to Israel, they're all made in the image of likeness of God. If we go to Russia or the Ukraine or anywhere that there is strife or war, everyone is made in the image of likeness of God. And if they are made in the image of likeness of God, how should we treat each other? With respect and dignity and love and compassion that's what God does for us and that's what he gives to us and if we look at each other to say that you are made in the image of likeness of God then we should treat each other like we are less of a God but just like Jesus would treat us no different with respect and dignity and love Sure, we may want to sit there and put that fine line 
and make sure everything, all our dots are in a row and everything's lined up and that's how we want to live our life and say, well, those are those people. I don't have to treat them any different. Or I don't like them. So I don't have to deal with them. But Jesus came through to say, forget about the lines. You were all mine. And all I want is your love. And all I want out of you is to treat each other with love and respect. Give to Caesar what is Caesar. For us, give to God what, it, what belongs to God. Our faith, our love, and our compassion. Just like we treat each other the same way he treats us with dignity and respect because we all are his children. People of God, we stand and profess one faith together. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds in the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world. bringing our prayers and petition with thanksgiving, making our needs known to God. Our response this evening is, hear us, O Lord. We pray with every member of the Catholic Church that the Holy Spirit's voice will continue to be heard and acted upon beyond the conclusion of the Synod. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. That we stay firmly rooted in our relationship with the Lord as we are challenged by the politics of our world, we pray yes. that the horror of war is now daily before our eyes. We pray that we will be enlightened by the Holy Spirit to see and act upon the injustice that often leads people to violence. We pray yes. for the courage to seek the peace of Christ in our personal and communal relationships. We pray as we make the effort to become more aware of, of the food insecurity in our in immediate community, 
may we become motivated to act in Jesus' name by sharing our resources and searching for solutions for the cause of hunger. We pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Mary Fennell and Cecilia Mazzarini, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom. We pray. We remember today Irene Niziol and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. And calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray, pray for, for us. Please join us in singing number 853, All People That On Earth Do Dwell, number 853. We get the privilege together to offer to God our gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours 
will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, a sincere respect for your gifts, that through the purifying action of your grace, we may be cleansed by the very mysteries we serve, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. It is our duty, our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. In you, we live and move and have our being. In this body, we experience daily the effects of your care and possess even now the pledge of eternal life. We've received the first fruits of the Spirit through whom you raised Jesus from the dead, and we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so with all of the angels, we praise you as in joyful celebration, we acclaim. are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending down your Holy Spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your rest. 
Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you've held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, all the clergy, all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Longing for the kingdom at the Savior's command, formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other some sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. A prayer for spiritual communion. Lord Jesus, through the baptism, we are one in you and in each other. We believe you are present in the Blessed Sacrament, the Word, and the Christian community. We believe that the power of your love has no limits. For those who cannot physically be here with us, we humbly ask you, through the power of the Most Holy Spirit, that in the act of sacred communion, we are all made stronger in our love for you and for one another. Whether we are, wherever we are, we are church, yearning for, through your grace to be witnesses of your kingdom in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Amen. Just a couple announcements. We invite tomorrow, we will have a pumpkin piece and pancake breakfast from 10 until 12. We invite you all to come and join us for that Sunday brunch. We pray. November 1st is, is the solemnity of all saints, a holy day of obligation. November 2nd is the commemoration of the faithful departed. Join us for these special liturgies. Please see the bulletin for the times. Thank you. Let us please stand and let us pray. Grant, O Lord, we pray, that benefiting from participation in heavenly things, we may be helped by what you give in the present age and prepared for the gifts that are eternal. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Glorify the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing our recessional hymn, number 624, Lift Up Your Hearts, number 624.
Mercy. 